Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Stephanie Swift, and she played Dr. Brady in Massacre Academy. Hey, Stephanie, how are you doing? Doing excellent. How are you, Scotty? Uh, besides the uh, injured ankle, I'm doing, I'm doing too bad. I seen Halloween Kills last night, and that was actually really good. So, yeah, uh, other than that, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, so the, the first question I got for you is, yeah. how did you get your start into acting? Sure. Uh, a long, long time ago in a land far away, um, known as Butler, PA. I actually started out, believe it or not, in musical theater. So my background is more of the musical side because I just happened to love musicals growing up. I just was into that whole music dance, all that kind of stuff. And uh, my first show in Butler was... Uh, to see her, geez, I was 10, I think, and it was Oliver. And sadly, during one of the performances, I had one of my skirts that was kind of like pinned on the side. And in the middle of the dance number, the skirt just came off. So it was like, Oliver, clothes off. <laughs> so I literally had to adjust. And luckily, I had bloomers on. And I just grabbed my skirt and kept going. And Thus nice. was my start in, in theater. <laughs> nice. As they say, the show must go on, right? The show did go on, and it's actually recorded for uh, posterity's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to share it, though. I'm that little, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's, so that's awesome, though. Awesome, um, awesome. I, yeah, I kept going into college level and, um, you know, continued on that path. And then back in 2016, when I met my uh, husband, I, um, he was also in Massacre Academy. I'll talk about that later, but he, uh, he said to me, we should start doing film. I mean, come on, we do these shows. We rehearse for a month and a half and then it's just gone. He said, so I'm really interested in trying to transition over to film. So actually the first film that we did together was called The Painted. And that was in 2018, which was a horror film. Nice, nice. That's yeah. awesome. So how did you become involved with Massacre Academy? Sure. So a lot of my common friends, um, in fact, Mark Cantu, being my friend as well, um, were, you know, talking about this great 1987 horror flick that was happening that was going to be unlike anything else in Pittsburgh area, because we're really well known here for um, the horror scene, as you probably know. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, he had had sort of like the Facebook uh, posts about it and it talked to all of us and said, hey, I'm writing this script. I'm finalizing it. And I think it was like 14 drafts later or something like that. Crazy, because <laughs> the writing process is always I think mind boggling. I, I, yeah. I'm not on that side. But anyway, so he said, I really want you to audition he said I want you to audition for uh Dr. Shane and um a good friend of mine Ashley Rain ended up being Dr. Shane and that yeah. rhymes I tried that <laughs> but she ended up having that role and so I auditioned initially for the coach role which okay. went to Jennifer de Blasio nice. um but what's funny so it's kind of like a jumbling of all the casting because of COVID yeah. and so I ended up being Dr. Brady when my husband was supposed to be Dr. Brady. Nice. <laughs> so nice. I was having an identity crisis. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I, come on, like, what, what am I supposed to even act like? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to get these out now because, you know. Yes. Absolutely, but. absolutely. So for those unaware, what is Massacre Academy about? And can you tell us a bit about your character? 
I would love to tell you about my character. Yes. So it's set in 1987 in Town, which is a college town where the protagonist, uh, Jess Euler, uh, Great, great actress. She has done an amazing job in the role. She plays Chris McNeil and uh, she has had this um, experience with uh, Carney, who is the killer, of course, the clown killer um, mm -hmm. that has left her traumatized from two years prior. So it was two years prior to this date that she then ends up uh, or the story ends up taking place. Mm -hmm. So the story takes place over a 48 hour period and we're sort of brought back because now there is a copycat killer and no one knows exactly how, you know, he was able to survive what uh, he's gone through. I don't want no spoiler alerts, but um, so basically the story picks up two years later when Chris's uh, sister, uh, who's played by uh, Sierra Mitchell is now in the story. And, and we find out we have to follow her along with her path as well. And then basically what happens is everybody that's in the two year prior that's still alive, like my, my husband who plays, uh, he plays Hollenbeck, he has to come back as well to try to solve the murders and figure out who the heck Carney is. Awesome, awesome. So that's the premise of it. So it's a whodunit, but it's also a lot of action suspense, 1987, all the makeup, all the glitz, the glam, all that stuff. Awesome. That, I, that's awesome. And uh, Mark, he's, he became a good friend of mine. And um, he, he, from what I could tell, like he is a, he, he's very, obviously he's a nice guy and he's, he's obviously a great director. So what was it like working with Mark um, and how was he as a director? Oh, he was great to work with. He's very collaborative. And what I loved about it too, is he didn't ever tell us as actors that we had to go in a particular direction with something. When we would show up on set, uh, it was very much uh, what the mood was of the day. So like, let's say, for instance, I had the amazing opportunity to act uh, both when I showed up that day, obviously, I was nervous, but my character right. was nervous. Anyway. So but uh, okay. I had I, I was a big fan of their work, and uh, I said to Mark, hey, you know, I, it was my last day of filming, too, so I thought, well, I've worked my way up to this, I'm okay, and then, of course, we're on set, and we recorded in a studio, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm sort of feeling like I don't know how to approach this, and he said, just be you, be Brady, just, you know the character, <laughs> you've been it, you know, for five days, six days, whatever days we filmed, he said, just go in and commit to it. And uh, mm -hmm. I think they're some of the best scenes. Uh, ironically enough, they bookend the movie and I'm not giving it away, but right. I will tell you my scene with Dave Sheridan in the beginning is creepy as fuck. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. <laughs> I mean, you can. It's really, it's like it, it's yeah. just, yes. It, and then nice. Melissa cracked me up. I, I was trying to keep a straight face, even though I'm supposed to be this kind of whack job, which mm -hmm. I, I am, but <laughs> right. she, uh, yeah, I was having a really hard time delivering my lines with Felissa and Mark sort of like took a step back and he's laughing too. And then he's like, yeah, uh, we'll do a couple more takes of that. But he was never, uh, I felt he, he always just let it go. And then whatever it was, it was, and he didn't dwell on any one thing. And yeah. that's what I appreciate about his vision because I think it's very cohesive from beginning to end. That's awesome. So he had a very clear vision of what 1987 Orstown would be. 
nice and then where the story went yeah and that that makes for a really good director as well because like obviously if you don't have a vision of what you want to shoot and what you want to film what you want the atmosphere or the feeling to be like then you're not gonna it's not gonna show up on you know on the video on the movie you know what i mean so it's it's good for a director to have that that sense of what they want and how they want it to be portrayed and have that yeah and then the sense of collaboration and more of allowing really with the challenges and I, I know that that might be something that we talk about here but the challenges of filming during COVID yeah. uh you know not filming uh in, in a very uh we'll say um the, the time frame was very much changed yeah. and the casting changed too so there were yeah. adjustments made by pretty much everybody I mean I I already had in my mind what the coach would be and then it was like all of a sudden um James Leary who was to play Hollenbeck wasn't able to do it because he was out of the country. So then Mark said to Rick, can, can you step up and be the Hollenbeck character? And then I said to Rick, that's a great thing for you. I said, you're that totally Miami Vice, you know, 1980s <laughs> cop. You'll be perfect for that. Nice. And then Mark said, Stephanie, will you step up as the, the doctor? And I thought, oh, wow, that's a big comedic role. I, I mean, I love my comedic chops, but I haven't really exercised them that much <laughs> recently. So yeah. during COVID, it was like, oh, geez, all right, let's go for it. And Absolutely. I think that the outcome was actually, was really great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what was the best part about filming Massacre Academy and what was the worst? I think the best part was just the family environment, like truly everyone in the cast that I mentioned. So uh, I knew Jess beforehand, uh, who plays Chris. I, I knew her, but I had never worked with her. Mm-hmm. And my husband, Rick, had worked with her in The Boonies, mm-hmm. uh, which is another locally shot horror film. Okay. And she just commits to the scene. Like when we shot the one where it was, I'm coming into the office and basically talking to her about the murders and it's just her and I, that was one of my favorite days of filming. Nice. Um, that, that was a beautiful, just, just wonderful. And then Ashley as well. And I play yeah. her boss. So I told you I was originally auditioning for her part yeah. and then I ended up playing her boss, which I'm sort of the bumbling fool. <laughs> and so a lot of people are like, why isn't she, she your boss? Well, right. you know, it's comedic. Nice. So it's yeah. a horror, horror comedy. Yeah. So that was great. And of course, working with my husband, I, I literally only got one day on set with him, but it was pretty funny. And one of the best moments in the film, again, not gonna give it away, or one of the sort of iconic, could be a meme moment came out of that. <laughs> and uh, I don't wanna give it away, but uh, it, once you watch it, you'll know it. And then we can yeah. talk about it. Awesome, yeah. awesome, that's great. Um, what, what about the worst part? Was there anything worse about it or even challenging if you wanna even speak of COVID even as well? Oh yeah, the the COVID thing was the challenge. I mean, it truly was because when you're on set, you know, like for instance, kind of one of the funny moments too that that I'll talk about is my first day. I had to deliver a lot of dialogue while eating Teddy Grahams, and so I'm like stuffing them in my mouth and like talking. I'm like, uh, yeah, hi. So um, we're here on campus and blah blah blah, and I'm spitting them in Ashley's face. And I'm just thinking, oh, shit, COVID, like, you know, this is not going to be compliant. This isn't good. And then poor thing, she's just like trying to back off. But I, it honestly translated hilariously. But, you know, in the back of your mind, you're just thinking, hey, I'm trying to stay six six feet away. I'm still trying to have like intimacy here. So some of the other scenes were easier because they were in a larger space. But we were, when we were in that more confined hallway, 
the whole spitting thing. I just felt, I'm like, can I wipe you down? Like, you know, I just felt terribly, but uh, it's funny. It's hard to deliver dialogue with your mouth full of anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to enunciate. So that, that was a challenge. And I think the other challenge that we had was because we had to delay filming, we mm -hmm. actually filmed some scenes in the winter that were in a building that did not have heat. Um, yeah. And the, you know, because we were supposed to film in the fall or mm -hmm. summer, and then that got delayed. So we're all like shivering. So you're trying to, you know, do your thing. And it's like, I can't even hold this. <laughs> and then the wearing of the masks. Uh, I know there was a big um, frat scene I'm not in, but they had to be very cognizant of that while filming to make 1987 still have COVID compliance in a way, but like have people still distanced yeah. and, and all of that. And I don't think it really is evident on the film. I really don't um, of filming during COVID, but nice. that was the biggest challenge for sure. Yeah. And uh, the greatest part about it, I think was the scene where I got to film with, with Dave and Felissa, nice. just because that was just something that I feel as an actress was a real honor and real, yeah. um, and just because it bookends the movie, I think it's just, you know, awesome. Yeah, I, I interviewed Dave a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he, he had nothing but good things to say about filming Massacre Academy. He really enjoyed it. Right. Um, we obviously spoke mostly about Scary Movie, but we did mention Massacre Academy, and he really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't have Phyllis on yet. I would like to, but when I have Ashley on uh, next month, I, sh I should mention the uh, Teddy Graham thing. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and, and I'm sure she'll tell you it was probably horrific for her too but being good friends and when we filmed another uh a film together prior to COVID her and I had filmed something called Little Mouse and I can talk about that at the end but it, okay. it's so different thinking about filming like pre-COVID versus post uh yeah. all the all the things you have to go through the gambit and then if somebody doesn't feel well everyone's worried that hey you know we're going to deal with this on set uh Tons of hand sanitizer, Ugh, sick yeah. of hand sanitizer, but <laughs> <laughs> necessary thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So do you have any other memorable stories about filming Massacre Academy from behind the scenes? I would say probably the day that we were filming uh, the the scene in the uh, the main building, which was kind of like mm -hmm. the, uh, the offices. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that probably... One of the coolest moments for me was um, the scene with Brian Saponis's character, and um, Jess is also there, and also with um, Ashley, because Rick was there too. And it was sort of like the plateau or the climax of the movie. So that was really, for me, that, that was the best day of filming. Nice. And Mark said the footage from that day, was he was really happy with it. But I, I think that the space really made it like dark enough but it also sort of gave you this um it was like an ambiguity in a way it was kind of yeah. neat how it translated on the screen because we've had a few screenings and seeing it in different theaters it's it's kind of neat just to uh think about hey you know that day it was really overcast and then this day it was really sunny but it's like they all sort of yeah. work together it's 48 hours I mean, yeah. when you think about it how easy is it to portray 48 hours over a six month period yeah. it's hard yeah because you have to have that continuity the yeah. and we all look different i mean i was like geez i think i lost 10 pounds between day one and day you know six or whatever yeah. it was for me so i'm like whoa dr brady looking good <laughs> it was funny <laughs> to think 
I wonder how obvious it is and, and hopefully it isn't, yeah. but 48 hours in over six month period stuff. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so are you originally a fan of horror films? And if so, what got you your start into the genre and which film or franchise is your favorite currently? Well, it's funny. I am not necessarily a horror fan, but I will tell you being here in Pittsburgh, you, you really have to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I in a majority of, in fact, I was in, well, I'll talk about one that's uh, sort of on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like found footage. Um, in fact, the Blair Witch, I think sort of set the tone for that. I mean, yeah. obviously it's, yeah. it's a classic, but yeah. that for me scared the shit out of me because mm-hmm. I thought it was real, you know, cause when you yeah. watch things at that time in your life, you think legitimately mm-hmm. they went to this place and, and these things happened and these entities were there and whatever. But for me, it was like being in, in a found footage film myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to come across as contrived. And, right. and sometimes in horror, we all know it, it can come, come across contrived at points. Right. But that for me is, is a favorite horror found footage film. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite horror non-found footage film because it's just so eerie. I was raised Catholic is The Exorcist. And yeah. you just have a truly thing of nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting the head vomit all. Yeah, just the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I truly yeah. believe that, that that does happen. So like I yeah. said, found footage that seems real to me or that type of film that I legitimately feel could can did happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The and, Exorcist was on this morning on AMC Fear Fest as well, which is... Oh, was know. it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what I was it? 70, was it 71? 70 something. I forget the exact yeah. year. It might have been 71. 70s, I think. 70s, yeah. Regardless, Linda Blair, I mean, I hear that she... She was very much affected by that and think about it. I mean, yeah. Geez, how old was she? Like eight? Nine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm impacted by that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, but yeah. <laughs> I was so born after those... that, I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for those wanting to see Massacre Academy, how can they go about doing that? Well, right now, from what I've been told, it's not released necessarily for distribution, but we do have this weekend, believe it or not, we have um, three different screenings happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. There is the horror, horror origins. It's hard to say horror origins, I think might be a real <laughs> in uh, Tucson. So that's happening right now. We're up for four awards. Nice. We're up for, um, let's see here, best picture, uh, best director, best actor, best actress for Brian and Jess. And yeah. then we're also at the Pleasant Fest, which is in Pittsburgh, um, in the waterfront. And then we're in Media PA, which is out near Philly for their festival. So there's lots going on. But Dave and, and Felissa are coming into town to the Lamp Theater where our premiere was. No, not trying to, you know, <laughs> focus on the poster behind me. But uh, mm-hmm. in July, we had the initial world premiere. And they're coming in on uh, November 21st for a screening at the Lamp Theater, they'll both be there. That's, I think, the next time you can see it. But as for distribution, I think they're still working out those details. So I can't necessarily say what what it will do, but I know they're getting it out there to as many festivals and as many places where you can see it. Awesome, awesome. So the last question I got for you, do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and the viewing audience? Yes, actually, salesperson time. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so this month there is a film, I, I referenced it earlier, that I did with Ashley Rain. 
and um, a, a few other uh, local uh, filmmakers, Matt Zillick being one of them, Delaney Hathaway, and April, who is also in, in the Massacre Academy that you'll be yep. interviewing later. Uh, yep. She's also in Little Mouse. And we're having the premiere of it on October 31st. So Halloween. Yeah, Phoenix 14 Cinemas in Bridgeville here in um, uh, Pennsylvania, but it's uh, at three o'clock. And so we're hoping we have a huge turnout and they're working on distribution for that as well. And uh, some other projects uh, here, I got a poster here for my found footage film. It's kind of giant, but Redwoods here. Yep. Uh, That is out on both DVD at Walmart and Amazon. You can also find it on all the major streaming platforms. That's the found footage film. And uh, my husband and I both were in the 48 hour film uh, horror and sci-fi, you know, uh, project that was last two weekends ago, sorry. And that will be coming out on um, the 25th. And hopefully if it is one of the top contenders, then we'll go out to compete out there. But if not, it'll be released just on like social media and things like that. So we're in a film called Hostin Pfeffer and it's a three person film and there's a Hostin Pfeffer in it. (laughs) (laughs) He is, but, uh, and I'm also in it as well. And we got slasher uh, gore. So that was our genre. Yep. Uh, One more thing. Our um, Cleveland 48 hour film uh, project was the winner of the overall festival back in July. So it goes to Washington, D.C. in March to compete internationally. And it's called Lingerism. You know, it's not released out there until it competes. But it's a uh, we got sci fi, which is my favorite genre, by the way. So any sci fi projects out there, I will sign up for in a heartbeat. I I just I love it. Uh, so anyways, I, I play an android or a robot, and then my husband plays my husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not much <yeah>. acting there. <laughs> no, I, well, and, and I don't do him any harm or anything. <laughs> I nice him as an android. What can I do for you, David? <laughs> yeah. we'll awesome. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining thank me. Thank you. It's yep. been a joy to talk to you. Thank you. And, and take care of the animal, and hopefully we'll soon... Uh, We'll see get to chat. And uh, like Absolutely. I said, if there's any more distribution or anything, I'll let you know. Yeah. And then follow my social media, Stephanie yep. Swift, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. And, and it's not the porn star either. So there's a Stephanie <laughs> Swift. IMDb as well. So find nice. the Stephanie Swift, PH nice. Awesome. You can check her out on IMDb for any other products that come up after that you watch this interview. If she has anything else, you can see them right on her IMDb and also follow her social media as well. But I do thank you so much, Stephanie. You have a great rest of your day. You have a great rest of your day. Thank Thank you, Scott. Yep, bye. Bye.